Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you ready for this? John Merriman, a one-hand sack. Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. This is Lights Out with Sean Merriman. What's up, guys? We're back again on the Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. Uh, Got a great guest today, former... Dallas Cowboys strong and free safety. I didn't know now that he was moved over by Bill Parcells and asked to do more things. But Roy Williams, man, um, you know, came in in 2002, played safety there with the Dallas Cowboys, and one of my favorite guys to watch as I was coming in and drafted in 2005 was just coming downhill, man, and bringing the heat. I mean, this dude really, really brought the wood. And uh, what I call the last, one of the last of the dying breed where uh, you got guys who just come and and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And somehow, some way, they implemented that damn horse collar rule. And, and that was uh, one of the guys I believe that they might have been targeting. Uh, at least he feels that way anyway. But he's doing a bunch of great stuff now. Just talking about uh, the Dallas Cowboys now, man, and, and what they're putting on film and, and the lack of effort um, and how the locker room is different than when he played and how the locker room and, and the team is playing now. Um, and so it's not – something that he's accustomed to and he's been accustomed to. And he said it's a lack of effort. I said the same thing. They're just showing a lack of effort right now and got to get it together. So, again, Roy Williams. Man, you still look like you can you can come downhill a little bit right now. Oh, I can come downhill. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't ever going anywhere, man. You know, I, I, you got that. You have to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and jump in it, man, because I got some stuff now because I used to uh, – I used to watch you a lot, man, especially when I came into the league. And okay. you you always have like these, you know, guys you look at, no matter what position they are, but when they go out there and they start cracking skulls, you're like, man, I'm gonna watch that dude because that's you know, that anybody who guys like you who made me want to play football, man, was coming downhill, um, you know, just played the game the right way. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I look at the day's game now, and people ask me all the time, would I still be able to play? And I said, ah, probably not. I don't think so. Do you think you can play in the day's game? No, I can't. I won't bet. Would, uh, yeah, because these rules change. You know, you you wanted to see them to taking care of guys, right? You don't want to see anybody get hurt or injured. You know, all the helmet to helmet stuff, great, I got it. You want to protect guys as much as possible, possible, but – Hell, man, at the same time still, it, it's still football. 
you know, you got to let guys go out and play. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it's I actually had some troll on Insta or on Twitter talk about um, he posted a, a old 07 or 06 clip of Don McNabb and a horse collared him. And he was like, oh, you're a dirty player. And I decided to lay into him. You know, I had to let him know, like, look, first off, um, my first five or six years in the league, the horse collar wasn't even a thing. And I said, it's crazy how in the 100 years that the football has been around, all of a sudden the NFL wants to deem that a dirty play and now I'm a dirty player. So what about the guys that came before me? Are they dirty players too? Like, come on. Like, come on, dog. Like, right. They're trying to get rid of me. <laughs> Do you know, you know, they always need an excuse. They always need a reason. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. but you know, I that, gave him one. I gave him one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But okay. So, so this is the thing. I always said this. I hate when, like when, when a younger player, like when I'm playing or something like that, or another guy that came in like during our area era and you have a guy that played like in the early nineties and they'll say, Oh, these guys are soft nowadays and this and this. I was like, dude, look, t- the game's moved on. You know, and I always looked at the older guys as haters, right? Like, come on, dude, like the game. Okay, yeah, the game's changed, but there's no need to really come and step down on the guys in today's game. But now me being retired, you know, for all these years, I'm looking at the game now, and I'm like, man, those, that's soft. They can't call that. So I now I'm putting myself in the same situation as as one of the older guys. I'm like, damn, did I, did I just get old real quick, or what happened? <laughs> yeah, it, it's – it's um. Watching today's game, I mean, they just have to conform to the new rules. I, I get that. But what I was I grew up on was Steve Atwater, yep. Ronnie Lott, you know what I mean, Darren Woodson, John Lynch. Those are the guys I got to watch. And Ronnie was leading with his forearm. What was I doing? Leading with my forearm. I mean, I was doing everything that I watched the guys before me do. And so – Nowadays, I mean, like, if you think about it, if you see a hard hit in the league now, the first thing a defender does, he looks up and he looks to the side, either to the left or right, wherever he's at or where the ref was at, to see if he got a 15-yard penalty. That's not football. Yeah. Sorry. That's not football. I, I, wanna, I say the same thing. And people don't understand that the you got a, a split second, right? So you're seeing a guy there, you're seeing somebody catch the ball or run or whatever it is, and you got a split second to make a decision and, and and what's going on in my head is i want this guy on the ground by any means necessary if i gotta yeah. run through you if i you know gotta hit you with certain parts of my head whatever it is i want this guy and you you want to punish him and i, and I want to make the the distinction between trying to hurt somebody and then letting them know that you there you're not trying to go out and intentionally you know hurt anybody because they got families and they got a career but if it's fair game man i'm shit i'm getting you on the ground by any means necessary period exactly exactly and that's the way that's the way i played the game it's by by any means necessary i mean i let my teammates knew you can even get it i'm sorry like i i mean i had friendly fire a ton of times it wasn't intentional but i mean i hit darren woodson i hit terrence newman i hit keith davis i hit anthony henry Aaron Glenn. I mean, I hit a whole bunch of guys on accident, but they were they were close. I got the other guy too, but you were just hey, you, you got hit by some friendly fire. No, I was just I was just about to say a friendly fire. Yeah, yeah. But when you cross, when you go in between those white lines, it is on. There ain't no. I mean, there is no prisoners. I mean, you're out for. I was out, I was out. I can only speak for myself. I was out for blood. 
Right. No, 100%. So I, I came in, I was drafted in 05. And see, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you know I was supposed to be drafted by you guys when you were when you were playing. So Really? Yeah, so what happened was right before the draft, you guys got that. You didn't make a wrong pick. You got DeMarcus Ware. I mean, don't get I mean, it wasn't like they made a mistake. But so when I came there during the dra- before the draft, they brought in like their top 10 or 15 guys that they were looking at in the first round. Yeah. So they flew us all out to Dallas, and I was there on my visit. And we're all in the locker room. You got all the guys who end up going somewhere in the top 15. So I'm down yeah. there just everybody else. They're showing us the locker room, showing us the facility. And one of the things I saw on there, I saw uh, uh, who's the, uh, Larry Allen. So we came in there, and you guys working out one day. And we was in the gym. I'll lie to you not. I saw Larry Allen throw four plates on there. I didn't see him warm up. And he cranked that thing out four, like four or five at like at least 10 or 15 times. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, "Holy shit! Is this is what I, this is what I have to face when I get up here? This is wild." I didn't know how strong he was. So we go through the gym, and while watching all the guys work out, I'm seeing everybody up close for the first time. So we walk through the locker room, and next thing I know, somebody came and grabbed me from downstairs, and they said, "Hey, um, uh, Parcells and Jerry Jones, they want to see you upstairs." So first thing you you know you think that when something happens, I said, "Okay, what did I do wrong?" Right. <laughs> the first thing to go through my head, I'm like, okay, what, what did I do wrong? Because everybody else downstairs, they said they want to yeah. see you up in the office. So I said, okay, cool. He walked me upstairs, and Jerry Jones and Bill Parcells are sitting there in the office. And we, we get to talk, and they said, look, we got the 11th pick of the draft. Now, we don't think you're going to be there at 11. We think you'll be somewhere in the top five, top eight. And I said, okay, cool. But well, they said, if, if you're there by the 11th pick, we're going to draft you. And I was sitting there like, oh, you know, I didn't think that they were going to tell me the way they did. They said, no, no, no. if you're there by 11 pick, we're going to draft you. I'll never forget Bill Parcells. The first thing he said to me, he said, Sean, when you get here, I'm going to work the hell out of your ass. And so I'm thinking in my head, I'm I'm 20 years old, man. I'm like, I'm not trying to come in and play for no damn Bill Parcells. Cause you know, you, I heard you know you heard about him how he was and everybody else back in the day, and he coached uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor and, and, some, and a lot of great players, and sure. you would just hear how he went at everybody. And I got my first dose of of Bill Parcells in that office. He said, "Yeah, when okay. we draft you, soon as you get here, we're gonna work the dog piss out of you." And I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" I was like, "Oh my!" So you played? I mean, you played from? How was he, man? Like. It was I, – I love Coach Parcells, man. Um, I didn't like the fact of when he came in, he, he literally just came up to me and was like, you're not going to be a one-dimensional safety. You're going to have to play cover two, which I can do that. I didn't like to do that because I like to pop my pads. I like to get in there and get messy with the big guys. Um, but, I, I mean, I did that. And, I mean, I was one of – I would say I was one of his guys. I, I truly was. I was his – style of play guy that he liked hard nose um brought the wood you know didn't have any quit any of that i was his guy i was one of his guys um and he used to always have these little sayings like one he would say he would say to uh tony romo so he would say you're like a a, a football in high weeds you're lost or <laughs> 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 he would have he would have all these little sayings man and he used to always tell me it was me, only a few people, me, Larry Allen, and uh, like Darren Woodson. And he used to always come up to us and just whisper, I got one good fight left in me. Don't make me use it on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but that was coach. And back to Larry Allen, that was Larry's warm up. 
without a doubt. I, I experienced the same thing that you experienced. He'll throw three, four plates on there. Boom, 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 boom. Done. You know what I mean? And um, but that was just Larry. Larry was a he was a different animal. And I'm. There was one time we were uh, practice. I was blitzing from Larry's uh, left. I was coming from the right. He was. Um, I was coming on his left. He literally, shit you not. He all he did was he was back in the stance, and all he did was like this. And I swear to God, I flew about five yards sideways in the air. Dog. Like, Larry <laughs> like, was so so damn strong, dude. It's crazy. It, it was it was next level, and that so. I think it was it was either 2005 or 2006 or 2007. I, I believe you guys had at least five or six plus pro bowlers on that on that team. Mm-hmm. Right? It was, yeah. it was one, one of the years. And I'm kind of seeing what's, what's going on there now. And I understand it. The way it looks to me with, with, with the Cowboys is that they're not playing for the coach like I, or, or the coaching staff or whatever that is. But, you know, I've been on teams where – you know, you got Lorenzo Neal, LaDainian Thomason, Phillip Rivers, um, Nick Harwood, Chris Dill, you know, all these guys that Jamal Williams, like if you wasn't doing what you're supposed to do, the, the players kind of controlled the locker room. So how how was it when you guys were playing? If something was going on right now with the team, because that, that didn't happen when you were there. If something no. like that was going on right now, what, what would that locker room be like? The locker room, I mean, you you don't let family business outside the locker room. That's football one-on-one that's cold you know what I mean you just don't you don't air out family business regardless of what the situation is that's just the way I was brought up today's age and what's going on now with the Cowboys is I mean there is I think the coaches lost the locker room and they're I mean they're at a disarray it's like nope it's basically players versus coaches the way I'm feeling you know what I mean and they're their play is rebelling, regardless of the outcome of the games and how they how they're looking. I'm sorry, I couldn't step on the field and and look like that. I'm even if we're getting beat, I'm gonna be roughhousing all the way to those double zeros in the fourth quarter. I don't care what it is, but what they're doing right now in the football field is, I mean, it's a disgrace to them. It's a disgrace to the organization, and it's a disgrace to um, to the coaching staff. I don't know. What needs to happen? I don't know if the coaches need to be relieved or some of the players need to be relieved, but somebody needs to drop that hammer and let it be known like this is unacceptable. I mean, <clears throat> every NFL team, any given Sunday, like we all know, can can win, but they can't win the way the Cowboys have been losing. Like, I mean, it's it's very sad to watch them no effort. Like how do you how do you suit up on the NFL team and not have zero effort? You know what I mean? Like at, w- yep. at what point did somebody just get a fifteen year opportunity just to social aggressive to get 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 everybody fired up? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. No doubt. And, and, and I, and I said the same thing and I, and I remember, I remember that when we started off one and three and Owen said, uh, in, in 2000, I believe it was 2007, one, just one and three. I mean, Philip Rivers, we, we kicked all the coaches out the meeting room and we got after it. I mean, you got guys mother effing each other point, you know, we got after each other and that to me, all the great teams and we finished up 13, I believe 13 and three that year. But to me, that's what the great teams do. Like the players, always ran the locker room like we had coaches that everybody didn't agree with or didn't like as much or whatever but as you said like that film is still on so whatever yeah. you put on film whether you're gonna play, be playing for the team or not like that next team looking at you dogging it on the play not running sideline to sideline or quitting or getting blocked and being okay with it and what pissed me off the most is when andy dalton got hit right when that late hit for me yeah. If somebody was to hit Phillip Rivers, then it would have been a fight. I would have got a, I would have got a fight. I would have got ejected. Something was going to happen. Well, that very next play, if he wasn't ejected, uh, we were coming after him. Period. Because yeah. we wasn't, we wasn't going to let that slide. Exactly, without a doubt. I mean, I'm surprised the offensive lineman then run over there and jump on top of dude. Like, I mean, I mean, if that, sorry, Dak is out. You know what I mean? Now he's quarterback one. You have to do everything to protect him. You know, regardless of how the season's going, how the game's going, that forget quarterback one. That's your brother. Yep. You know what I mean? That's family. I don't I don't care if I didn't get along with somebody, but that's my guy. You know what I mean? And ain't I I mean, just because I pick on him, I don't like him, I, that doesn't mean you can mess with him. Like, and there that's not there. Like the the togetherness, the familyness, the brotherhood, I mean that to me it's out the window. Like, I mean, nobody got, I mean, we fighting. It's like those fighting words. Like, we fighting. 100%. <laughs> Lights out. Let's yeah. go. Ding, ding. Let's go. You no, it, I mean? it, it was on. It, it was on. But that, that to me, that told me a lot on where the team was and how they felt yeah. about each other because even if we get not ass kicked out there, you hit the quarterback late and you that kind of hit, man, where you can change somebody's career type of, yeah. type of deal. That game is not going to be able to resume. Like we, it's going people getting ejected, people getting fined, and we all going to be happy about it to let it be known that it's not going down like this. But when yeah. you, when guys are out there and you're okay, like I look at the sidelines out there and I see nobody yelling at each other. I see nobody getting in each other's faces, like nothing. And on top of that, as you said before, you got you got guys that are airing out, um, you know, family business, locker room business to reporters. That we all know that's a no-no. And one thing that I always try to tell players that 
if you're talking to a reporter or somebody on the side, you got to understand they have a more of a allegiance with the ownership and the front office. So you think that that's going to be a one-on-one conversation? They're going to go back up and tell who it is. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Even when they tell even when they tell you they're not. Even when they tell you that they're not going to go up and wait, oh, it's between us. It's never between us. They yeah. got that allegiance to that general manager, to that owner, and they will literally do everything they can to find out which player it was that are leaking, leaking the business. Yeah. And they should be gone, yep. straight up. I mean, that's just how I feel. I mean, it's just writers, writers right and wrong is wrong, and that that they were all in the wrong. I don't care what happens. I don't care if you get cut. You know what I'm saying? You still don't talk about things that you have. I mean, there should be some type of confidentiality within your brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, <clears throat> there was a play like in '07 or 06, 07, I think it was 07, that I get blamed for, and I, I take the blame, and I would never mention the guy's name whose fault it really was. Like, I mean, I took all the blame. Like, I mean, from that day on, I was deemed a person that couldn't cover, I couldn't do this, and it wasn't even my man. I was in switch coverage, and I had to tight end over 10 yards, and they, which the team did. I mean, they literally ran the tight end 12 yards right in, right by me. So I had to take them. You know what I mean? And so I got blamed for um, the deep ball. I mean, they they came back. It was Washington Redskins. They came back and beat us. Santana Moss went over the top. And I had Chris Cooley. And I get blamed for it. And I don't even, I don't even mention my teammate's name that, that had him. You know what I mean? It's like, no, nah, I'll take it. I'll eat it. I mean, whatever. As long as you guys know. That that wasn't my responsibility, but I'll take it. And I still don't even talk about my teammate that whose man it really was. I don't even say his name. It's, I mean, that's just cold. You know what I mean? And, but that's what but that's what not only good teammates do, but good teams do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody nobody's gonna come out. The first thing if we if we lose something like that, I, I, the first thing I would come out and say, look, I need to get to the quarterback. You know, the quarterback had too much time. It's not that all the blitz was this, and you know, I seen a couple of guys came out of the locker room uh, on the defense side of the ball for the Cowboys and they he basically said that the uh that the defense is too complex, right? That they need to like dumb down the defense, which he probably which he probably was right. I mean one hundred percent he probably was right in what he said that they need to let guys go out and play football. And I had um I had Wade Phillips on just a few weeks ago. And Wade, you know, Wade's my guy, man. I love Wade for I, I still say look, Wade put me in so many great positions to go out and make plays. But yeah. I knew the first time that the quarterback had too much time or somebody had too many passing yards on us, I was like, look, man, we, we got to get to the we got to get to the quarterback or I got to get to the quarterback. And that's what good teams do. Not throwing guys under the bus, man. This is I don't think I've ever seen, especially from from the Cowboys, man, and just the defenses you guys had. And I still talk to Marcus Ware here and there, too. And the type of teams you guys had from like, oh, two on. So I think it was like two. 2008 or nine or something like that where you guys just stacked had a ton had a ton of talent and yep. i never seen anybody on that on that team that you guys had put what's being what's being put on film right now what's going on right now is just atrocious it is it, i mean it, it's it's difficult to watch i mean it, it's at the end of the day even if the defense is complex at the end of the day the rules of a defense is tackle the ball carrier and there is no excuse for effort when it comes to being a complex defense or not. 
All you got to do, you know what? Go to the ball and go tackle the ball carrier. Regardless of the yardage that they get or a negative play that you, you make, doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, it's X's and O's, tackle the ball carrier. Instead of, you know, saying that it's coaching, making it too complex, how about you reach in between your legs, see if you feel anything, and if you do, you need to man up. I mean, that's just the way that's just the way I was brought up. I had Mike right. Zimmer. You know what I mean? I had Mike played. Zimmer. Dude. Yeah. I had I had um I had broken pieces of a nose from a punter's nose in my knee and, and it was hurting like crazy. And you know what Mike Zimmer said? He said, You all right? He was like, You fucking right, you all right. Get your ass back in the game. Broken knee I had broken pieces of cartilage from a punter's knee in my knee and he was still putting me back out on the field. I mean, that's just the way it was. Right. I mean, I did. I mean, <laughs> came up to my coach, no, shoot, man up, let's go. You got to, um, man. But, but see, that's why, I, and, and that's the way I, I knew about it. I, you put fingers back in place, you dislocate your shoulder, you go on the sideline, bite a towel, put that thing back in place, you run back on the field. You know, that's the mentality we had, and, I, and I'm trying to stay away from being the old guy now. Like, hey, you guys yeah. are soft. You don't, you don't want to do that. But it's like, man, you got these guys with big contracts, you know, and I love to see guys get paid. With Demarcus Lawrence got that contract. Yeah, I was, I was, I don't even know him that well or whatever. Being a, a former defensive player, and you, you see somebody score that big, you like, yo, yeah. that's that's out, that's outstanding. You love to see guys get paid, but then you see I'm going out there and and go several weeks without getting a sack. You like, yo, listen, <laughs> you better go earn that money, dog. You know, because you exactly. you know you messing it up for other people. You know, they gonna stop yeah. paying guys if you disappear. Yeah, they're gonna claw that back if you don't if you don't produce. I mean, I'm all for guys getting paid. I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's a long time coming. Um, but your play, honestly, your pay has your play has to back it up. You know what I mean? And your effort has to back it up, and your leadership has to back it up. And those three things have not been displayed through the organization thus far. Um, every game that they played, I mean, it hasn't. They have no leadership. They have no heart. They have no desire. They have they have nothing right now. They're just guys out there on the football field running around with their heads cut off. That's just what, how, that's how what do they fix that there. though? What, what, and you're like, what do they? You get rid of coaches at that point. You start getting rid of guys. Like, what what need to happen? I honestly don't know how you fix the number one problem starting off with, and that's heart. How do you how do you fix? How do you fix heart? How do you fix effort? Like, I mean, that's why I said the coach, it's way past the coaches. I mean, it's the locker room is lost because at the end of the day, I don't know why. And they may have these conversations, but even if they have these conversations, their play and the film that they, um, they leave for the next opponent, they see no effort. They see no heart They're, I mean, it's like, you know, when you see an offensive lineman that gives you some tips that you know you can, you know, um, take advantage of, you licking your chops. Every team right now on offense are licking their chops to play the Cowboys because they know that's an easy buck 50 rushing. That's a that's that's three bills passing. You know what I mean? They are licking their chops. It's like at the end of the day, you have to man up and play. I'm not, I'm not being old school or anything. It's it's about pride at the end of the day. It's like the star that's on the side of your helmet, whatever team it is, or the name played on the back of your, on your Jersey, that should mean something. Like my, when I played, my biggest thing was 
do not get embarrassed on national televised TV because I know my boy's going to clown me. Yep. And I do not want to let my family down. That was it. And I wanted to knock somebody out and laugh with Darren Woodson about it. That was <laughs> it. My rules, my stuff was simple. It was so simple. And they, they, don't, they don't have that fire. Like, I don't understand why they don't have that fire. Like, dude, I played nine years. That nine years went by so fast. Like, do not take these years for granted because you're not going to be able to give them back. So you have to make the most of every opportunity and every with every game that they play, they are letting opportunities slip away. It is hard to get to the playoffs. It is not an easy thing. And their play, I mean, it's just like they do not care. I don't know how you fix that. I truly don't. And, and the, it's not going to help from a, a coach's perspective because the coaches haven't done anything um, thus far that proves to me that they're even uh, – their relationship's even salvageable, you know. So I don't know. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it is crazy. So uh, what else you got going on, man? Because I know you got the, you got the security company, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, t- tell me a little bit about it. So um, back, so I'll rewind. So... When I was playing in Dallas, <clears throat> I always wondered why guys moved back to their college towns. And there was an opportunity for me to go to Columbus, Ohio, and I seen Eddie George at restaurants, he had real estate. And I was like, you know what? When I'm done playing, I'm gonna move back to Oklahoma. I don't know what's gonna happen, but something's gonna happen, you know? And so after I played my two years in Cincinnati, I moved back to Dallas and I just I just felt like it was a dark cloud over Dallas, just the way how that whole thing ended. I was like, I'm, I got to go. So I left, packed my stuff, moved down to Oklahoma. And um, I was doing some sideline reporting at OU. Wasn't really for me because I didn't want to have to go back over from study, learn people's names. And I, I just didn't want to do it. Just couldn't do it. Um, and then I um, um, was talking to my cousin one day and I told him, I think I want to get some investment properties. And I was like, well, you need to meet one of my clients. And so I met um, Bill at one of his properties and we were talking and um, one thing led to another. He asked me what I wanted to do. And I was like, I think I want to get some investment properties. I I want to be in business. I want to be my own boss. And 
asked him what you know he was doing and he was like well i owned a security company before i'm thinking about getting back into the security business and literally god put it on my heart to say to speak and i spoke and i said um well do you want another partner and he was telling me about you know his falling out with his partner and i told him a little bit about my backstory as far as having some fallouts with some dudes back in dallas we met about six or seven different times and we started our company and we founded our company in 2012. Around that time, we probably had about 20 employees. We were operating about uh, about three states. And now today we're in 25 states and have over 2,000 employees. Wow. Yeah. That's big, man. So uh, so how, how can people look it up? How do you guys get in you know, the bulk of your business, like referrals or what's what's going on? It's it's pretty much word of mouth, okay. Because um, it, it's actual physical guards, like so at a office building, or the stadium, or anywhere you see security guards, um, that's pretty much the arena. And we don't we we stay away from like Seven Elevens and high risk areas where liability is high. So like nightclubs, Seven Elevens, just liquor stores, anything that. Um, has high risk and liability, we try to stay away from that. So um, we, we do a lot um, across the different states and we're, we actually have government contracts as well. Um, so we work for the government um, also, um, but um, globalsecuritycorporation.com is the website. Um, so, I mean, that's how you can easily, and I'm on LinkedIn and all the other social media stuff. So. Um, I'm easily accessible for sure. That's dope, man. I always try to tell guys, um, cause it's not easy. I don't know if you had it, but my first two years, even I, I went straight into the broadcasting thing, I was still sitting back. Like it didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know whether like mentally I couldn't move past the game right away or like, I didn't know what it was. Maybe I felt like I, you see guys out there, you sitting on the couch, like, yeah, I can go do that right now. You know, maybe you, you watching guys know you can still play. But I wasn't really comfortable, man, until about two years of being done. You know, even when I was behind the booth, and I, some some days I didn't want to watch football. Uh, like I didn't want to turn the TV on. I still had to talk about it. So I I watched just enough and knew, the, as you said before, the guy's name. So I, you know, so guy made a play. I can go and talk about it the next day. But I just didn't feel comfortable because those first two years, that transition, I don't know what it was for you, man. But for me, it was it was a little bit difficult. Yeah, well, for me, it was um, honestly the the way I played was. I mean, I really didn't watch much football because I just loved to play the games, and I didn't really watch much film. I mean, not film, but like actual games. I studied my film, but as far as watching games, I just that wasn't me. I just wanted to play football and have fun. That that was literally it, and. Around 06, 07, when they implemented the horse collar tackle, I mean, that honestly sucked the life out of me for football. Um, I felt that um, they were literally targeting me, and I just felt – I just didn't – it wasn't fun for me anymore. It's like it's like having a, a pit bull and you have that beware dog sign on the door, and a burglar tries to come in and the, the dog attacks him, doesn't doing his job, and then you reprimand the dog. I mean, that's how I felt. It's like, dude, I came into this league. I was here to knock people out. And then all of a sudden now you guys want to penalize me for what you guys brought me here to do. Like, I mean, it just it just wasn't fun anymore. So, you know, my, my last two years in Cincinnati, I mean, it was a, 
I was blessed to get two more years, but just wasn't fun for me anymore. So when I retired, I was done. Like I was done, done. I didn't watch. I mean, I'd literally probably last year was the first year I really start just watching and just seeing schemes and see how they're, you know, attacking people. But, um, but no, I, I was done. Like I was so done. I mean, it's football is, and it's honestly to this day, football is really not even enjoyable to me to watch because it's not my style of football. I mean, it's, it's a, it's more of a fluff, fluff NFL than what I was brought up on. Well, do I tell you, man, the game, the game missed guys like you. I mean, coming up and, and being drafted in 05, um, and I think you came in 01, 02, right? 01, 02, yeah. 02, 02, 02. yeah. And uh, just seeing you, and uh, just one of the guys I enjoy watching, man. So I appreciate you for coming on. And uh, I got to get out there, man, one of these days. I, I've been out there a couple <laughs> days, and uh, a couple friends of mine have, uh, they're in the casino business. They got that big casino out there. So okay. uh, I got I to gotta make my way out there sometime soon. Come on. Most definitely. I, I appreciate the love and respect, my brother. Uh, mutual respect for you as well. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you are, dude, you are more than welcome to come out here to Oklahoma. Um, I got a lot of land out this way. And I mean, we can do a lot of hunting. Okay, let's down, do it. I'm in. We'll go, we'll go hog hunting with the dogs and nothing but knives, no guns. Oh, uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. All right, my man. Hey, appreciate you again, dude. Thank you. Okay, right. you got it. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening in. Another podcast on the Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. Uh, and that was great, man, to have Roy Williams on. I, he literally was one of the last of the dying breed of guys who came in before they started to implement a lot of the new rules in the NFL. Uh, as I always say, I don't want to be one of the old guys and say, oh, you know, the game is soft now. The game is different. I wouldn't necessarily call it soft, but the game is different. Guys like him, guys like me could not play in today's game. I can tell you that much. Uh, but he has a ton of great stuff going on, has his security company in Oklahoma. He's also offered for me to come out there. I've never been hunting before, so uh, maybe my first hunting trip will be with Roy Williams, uh, one of my favorite players to watch. Again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the reviews. Uh, keep checking us out and uh, just leaving us leaving us comments and reviews man we're getting some great feedback and we're going to turn this thing up again next week thanks again at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 